Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. All right, listen, y'all, I got a haircut. Let me hear it. I finally got a haircut. I finally got a haircut, man. I was looking rough. I had COVID hair. I don't know what was going on. It was out of control. It was like curly. And every time like I'd go outside because of the humidity, it would like, it'd like frizz out. And it was crazy. And my beard was like, it was like on my face, in my neck and on my chest as well. It was unpleasant. I was looking rough. And I thought about, well, here's the thing. I think I might have had like these flashbacks to when I was younger. So I had long hair for a long, long time. I'd show you a picture on here, but that's embarrassing. So you have to scout my Facebook and you'll find one back in the back in the day. But I had really, really long hair and I kind of had this thought, you know, I'm just like, oh, it might be fun. I just, I mean, like it's COVID time, not seeing anybody. I could just let it grow back out a little bit. I'll just let it go along. We'll see kind of what happens. I thought it'd be fun. I had my visions of my youth returning, just letting it go. I mean, my wife kind of liked all the curls. So I'm like, well, that'll be great. But dude, it was hot. It is hot outside. I did not realize how hot it was until I went for a walk yesterday at the Greenway. And it is so hot. And in the South, if you're watching from somewhere far away, when it's hot in the South, it's not like it's just hot, like, oh, it's just warm outside, you know, it's hot. It's like a blanket of, like, heat that lays on you when you walk out there because of the humidity. I mean, it just smacks you, right? So, so I had a long beard, had long hair. It was like wearing a stocking cap and, and, and a face cap during the day. So I'm, I'm walking out, and, dude, I'm kind of hot-natured anyway. I was just like, I, I got to let it go. All right, here it comes. You ready? It was time for my beard. Let it go. I'm singing. Let it go. That's all I got, though. I don't really know it as I've never seen it. But now, normally... I would go to my fancy place. I got a fancy place. I go get my hair cut. It's not an expensive fancy place, but it's a fancy place. And she does a great job. She gets in there. She does a haircut. She does a beard trim. She's like working it out, make sure it's all even, make sure it's all perfect. And, and, but, 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 and I love it because then, then she does the, the hair washing thing. So I get all the hair out of my hair that I don't want there. And I come out and I feel so fresh. And I just, you know, I, can, I can walk out. I can throw my hair around in the wind. And I stand there like, was it Fabio? Was it Fabio? I'm standing there like Fabio with the wind going, and I feel amazing when I walk out of my place. It's amazing. But with COVID, trying to do some quarantine time between now and when we go see some of the grandparents in a couple of weeks. So I was talking to my buddy. He was like, uh, I can cut your hair if you want. And all right, now, first of all, like my wife will tell you, I'm very particular about my hair getting cut, okay? Because I've had some bad ones, and it takes a minute to grow back out. Oh, and when I look in the mirror and my hair is not like I want, I have a little, a little confidence problem. And I can't talk to people the same way. I'm kind of embarrassed. I wear a lot of baseball hats. <laughs> it was, so I was like, all right, but I got to do something about this. I said, sure, come on over. I'll cut your hair. I, take, I, did, I cut my whole family's hair. I'm like, oh. Well, and I thought, well, he's got a really nice looking family. <laughs> so, so surely it can't go bad at all. But I'm like crazy nervous. I get in there, I'm real nervous, and I'm like, I'm real high maintenance when it comes to my hair anyway, so I'm like, you guys gotta breathe, you, you, you really cut hair, you, you cut hair, are you sure about yeah, this, what you do? It's like, yeah man, I, I'll cut your hair, come on over. But unlike your haircut in place, Matt, because he knew about it, said it won't cost you a dime, I'm like, all right, we're off to a good start, but you may not be happy with the result. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and three, there's no guarantees you're going to feel like a million bucks, like Fabio walking out with the wind blowing against you and all amazing like. But it all starts right here. Points at his chair. 
and you won't need an appointment. Like, oh, I can just show up over my buddy's house. He'll cut my hair. Okay, I'm here. And in my head, I'm like, let's do this. Can't stand my hair anymore. Go ahead and get the clippers, man. Go ahead and get the clippers. Uh, but but maybe, maybe just, could you just, I mean, just a little off, just a little off the sides, just, just a little off the top. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'll really need a haircut. I'm starting to go back and forth, man. I'm like going, I'm like wishy-washy. And all of a sudden before, in some moment of either clarity or crazy, I was like, just cut it right down the center. Just cut it real quick before I can get out of here. Cut it real quick. Boom, cuts it. Done. Can't change my mind. And he did it. And I had mixed emotions initially. I just started thinking, you know, maybe I was like, Am I giving up on that youthful dream of having some kind of longer hair again? Am I, I mean, I could really do it, right? I mean, like, I still got the body f- for it. No, not really so much anymore. I still, I mean, I still, I'm, I, I'm, I don't have to be a professional so I could just have my hair. Oh, no, I kind of, so I have to be a professional. I had to let go in this moment of a lot of old things. A lot of these things that were kind of sticking with me. A lot of these things that I've been carrying around just for unusual, like, a few months. And, and I don't know why, but they were there. And they came out of nowhere, and I wasn't expecting it. I had to let go of having long, flowing locks. But as soon as I saw my haircut, I loved it. And I don't know if it was just getting the haircut or the style or what it was, but I felt so incredible. I felt like me again. I felt like I kind of returned to some kind of confidence. I don't understand what it is about this haircut that just set me off. Like, I'm like back in the zone, baby. I'm back to my playing weight. I'm feeling like lighter on my feet. I'm feeling young again. I feel like I I shed 20 pounds and I'm confident all of a sudden. I feel good. A simple haircut, really? I mean, who'd have thought? A simple haircut. Now, I'm not telling you all about this because I really care that much about my hair. I do. But I'm not telling you that for that reason. Rather, I'm going to make a jump here, and I want you to go with me. And some of y'all might be like, man, that's the cheesiest jump I have ever heard. And I'm just going to own it because maybe this is what God needs somebody to hear. But I think our spiritual life is a little bit like our hair. Follow me on this one. It's never static. Your hair is always growing, and it changes over time. Right, French? (laughs) And it needs some pruning from time to time. It's never static. It changes over time, and it needs some pruning from time to time. The scripture we're looking at is John 15. Uh, I'll give you a minute to open that up. I'm going to read the NIV. We'll have it on the screen for you so you can follow along. But John chapter 15, verse 1 through 13. I'll give you a second to open that up. Chapter 15. I love the scripture. If you're at home, why don't you all read this one out loud with me? I don't care what translation you got. Just read it out loud with me at home. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you'll bear much fruit. Apart apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burnt. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. 
This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. If you tuned out, tune back in. We're going to go a few more verses all the way through 13. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks Thanks be to God. God. I'm gonna be real frank with y'all. I feel like part of my job is truth and love. So you got some love, here's the truth. COVID has made a lot of us very inwardly focused. Very inwardly focused. Not seeing a whole lot of verse 12 and 13, not at least as much as I'm sure we'd like. Now, that's partly not our fault, right? Because we're not in community regularly right now. So it's like that when out of sight, out of mind thing, right? We don't think about community as much because we're sort of driven physically inside our homes, inside doors. You know, even when we're in community, we can't be in community because we've got to wear a mask. I mean, we only have our mask off in this room because we can stay so far away from each other. But most times, right, when we're interacting with other people, we've got masks on and there's just just one more barrier. So even when we get outside and we're even in community, we're not fully in community but church some of this inward focus is just sinfulness coming to life it just is we quickly forget a bunch of things number one i want you i want you to hear these leadership has never experienced this before in whatever situation that you are in and however you define leadership be it government your employer people in your family your leadership are all in the same boat They have never experienced this before. Number two, opinions, brothers and sisters, are not as important as research and science. Please stop opining on Facebook about your opinion. Look up these things. Read articles. Dive deeper into scientific research to find out where we are. God gave us this so that we could better understand our world. We're always learning. We're always growing. We're always coming more and more into contact with God's great creativity. And God gave us the gift of science to be able to understand those things. Number three, and I'm sorry I'm getting real this morning, but this is just the way it is. Maybe most important, this is what this means. Serving God means serving others. Loving God means loving others, not just the ones that you like or agree with. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Serving God means serving others. Loving God means loving others and not just the ones that you like or agree with. All right, pastor. For those of you still sticking around for the rest of the sermon, (laughs) fine, but how do I love God? How do I love God? I mean, I got to love that flaming liberal guy over there that won't be quiet, is writing everything down for everybody to see, is always talking to me, sending me emails, or I got to love that Trump maniac or any other ways that our world tries to polarize us. 
You know, that dude that cut me in line or cut me off as we were driving, I got no time for. Or that family in the store that I see that's not wearing a mask. I mean, who do they think they are? Or that guy that's always at the street corner asking me for money all the time. The guys that hold the signs up, they're like, I'm trying to get a job. Just help me out. I need drinking money, whatever it is. They're up on the thing. They stare at me. They're waving at me in my car. Leave me alone. I don't need to love you. I need my own time. I need my own thing. But scripture tells us that serving God means serving others. That loving God means loving others. So let me retranslate John 15. I'm going to retranslate this scripture right here. Now, I'm not translating it just by opinion. This is looking at what the Greek words might possibly say. There's some other translations here that I think maybe you might want to hear as we hear John 15, 9 through 13 again. As the Father has loved me, so therefore I have loved you. Remember where that love comes from. It comes from God the Father through the Son. Now, you remain in my love. Now think about this for just a second as we read this. What if that sentence, now remain in my love, is not a command? What if it's a statement? Now, you remain in my love because of the love that I have from the Father. The Father's love comes through me and it comes to you and it is stronger than anything else. And that's what keeps you grounded. Not your choices, not your behavior, but my love, says the Lord. Verse 10, while you're doing the commands I give you, you will still remain in my love because I have kept my father's command and remain in his love. Your work in the gospel, your movement is grounded in my love and my love is grounded in the Father's love. You see what Jesus is doing here? He's helping to understand that that love comes from the Father through him and keeps us steady and solid. And then as we do what we've been commanded to do, God's love through Jesus keeps us grounded in that love and keeps us in that love. It's on me, Jesus says, not you stand on my strength. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be fulfilling to the brim over the top of the cup. So therefore my command is this, love each other as I've loved you. It brings us all the way to that point. Everything that we know is grounded right in those verses of God's love through Jesus keeps us in the love of God. That God's work through Jesus and through us can't be something that we have power over. It's Jesus working us. So when we screw up, it's not, it's not the forever story. Greater love has no one than this. This is where Jesus turns it. Greater love has no one than this. To, da- to lay down one's life for one's friends, which brothers and sisters, he's about to do for all of creation. This is beautiful. This is God's love for us. You remember last week's sermon? Of course you do. You took notes. You watched it four times. You couldn't get enough of it. You watched Message Monday after you hit Sunday, and you went to the podcast on Friday just to keep it together. And for those of you that did that, man, why don't you hit me up? Because I'm going to take you out for a coffee. We're going to sit six feet from each other. I'm going to take you out for a coffee and maybe a beer. (laughs) 
Of course you do. We talked about what it means to love God. This impassioned God who carries us down in love through the river of life. God's promises are like these marriage vows, and that is he lays out his commandments for his people as God lays out those commandments in Exodus 20. Everything is couched in this, rest in my love and I'll carry you along. Those of you that, that remember last week might remember the picture of Copeland, uh, my, my son on my back as we're coming down the mountain. And as we're coming down the mountain, he's just freaked, freaked out because the, the, the rain's coming down and, he, and he's cold and, 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 and it's just, there's lightning on either side and it's just kind of dangerous feeling. And I keep saying, we got it, buddy. Daddy's going to get you down the mountain. Don't you worry. And that's how God holds us. Like the tube I was in down the river. That's how God holds us on a backpack when everything is going crazy around us. Sometimes we're not aware of how strong God is to move us to the end, to get us down the mountain, to keep us safe. That's where all of this comes out of. It's all grounded in God's love through Jesus the Christ, the word made flesh. Rest in my love, I will carry you along. All God's commandments couched in this love, impassioned, deep, romantic love. God shows off God's humanness so that we'll fully understand how passionate God is about God's people and the depth of that love. And Jesus' call to love each other is couched in this same love. That's why he said it like this. It's not love each other Love, love each other as I have loved you or else. Jesus is saying, remember where it all starts. It comes from the Father through me, then in you. And that's how it works. That's where your strength ultimately comes from. It begins with the Father's love and Jesus' love in us. And in that same way, all of our call is to love, couched in a loving God's love. One is a reflection of the other. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Every day of this virus, and even most of the time non-virus, we have a tendency to start growing out in the wrong way. We have this tendency to kind of start veering away from who God has called us to be. We, we get spiritually unkempt where we're not really paying that much attention to scripture anymore. And we used to pray all the time, but now we rarely pray together at all. And it's happening at a rate that we don't realize and it edges of our spiritual walk deteriorate. And for us to love God and to love others means sometimes we need a little bit of a spiritual haircut. <laughs> and lots of us try lots of things. We see that new workout plan. This will fix me, I'll get healthy. I finally feel good again. I'm just gonna put all my faith and energy into making sure that that happens. There's nothing wrong with going on diets, but that's not the call. Some see others and they're like, oh, I need a life coach. I got to have somebody that's going to really keep me inside the lines. But they haven't talked to their pastor in months. Others work out blood, sweat, and tears, punishing themselves with all kinds of works. If I can just do all of these good things, then I'll finally feel right again. If I could just get myself right, I'll be back to normal. If I could just read the whole Bible in two weeks, then I'll feel normal again. If I could just listen to every single sermon and lunch with Matt and Mel and all the stuff in the podcast, and I'll put it on repeat. If I just keep it in my ears, I'll get it right. I'll get it all figured out. Hey, you, breathe for a second. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> Remember what God said? All of this is couched in God's impassioned love and our call is to rest in that love. So therefore, love God then by loving others. You want to feel spiritually better? Love your enemies. 
Love those who persecute you and pray for them. Reach out to those who drive you crazy and love them with grace and mercy. Get off Facebook. Stop arguing with people. Stop saying inflammatory things that are only there to hurt others or get them riled up. Put on a face mask. Don't be afraid to say black lives matter. It's okay. Seek first the ways to love others and then let God move in your life and then you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna finally feel like you again. You're going to finally feel lighter on your feet. You're going to feel young again, like you shed 20 pounds and you'll be as confident as ever in what God can do through you. It's simple, really. It's kind of just like getting a haircut. Sometimes it goes too long and we don't even realize it. But wait, there's more. You aren't inherently going to be good at this. You'll think that you can just keep on keeping on. You'll think that you can press forward on your own. The truth is you might be good at giving yourself an actual haircut. I am not. I, I, I tried it when I was young. That was a poor, <laughs> a poor decision. But you can't actually give yourself a spiritual haircut at all. That's God's job. Remember Jesus' words about remaining in that vine. And there are some times when we're in that vine that we start to grow and we're not bearing fruit. And so God prunes us back a little bit so that we can bear fruit, so that our joy may be complete, so that we might be able to see what God's doing through us. It's not a bad thing. That's probably not a command. It probably is a statement. You remain in my love. Know that. Let that be the ground from which you jump to do God's work through you. My love, I'm at work in you. And here's the good news. <laughs> like my buddy's haircut chair, won't cost you a dime. But you're going to be happy with the result. And you're going to feel like a million bucks. And it all starts right here. As we gather around this communion table, we see God's life in us. We breathe it in. We smell the smell. We taste and see that the Lord is good. And brothers and sisters, you don't need an appointment to come sit at the feet of the Lord because God takes walk-ins. <laughs> brothers and sisters, it's time today. Get a haircut. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.